0: Time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio
1: 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. You know, uh, one of the most, uh, one of the best classes I do at Canisius College every semester in my American Political Process class is when I invite a couple of guests in. Uh, number one, it's one of the best classes because my students don't have to listen to me speak. But uh, the guests that I have in are the two gentlemen that have just joined us in the studio. They are Erie County Conservative Chairman uh, Ralph Larigo and a uh, organizer, uh, upstate organizer, for the Working Families Party, Jesse Lenny. Now, most of you listeners know that in New York State, unlike most states, we have something known as electoral fusion. Uh, that is where, at the end of the night, you can run on multiple lines, uh, you know, you can run as a Democrat, working family, independents, conservative, whatever, and combine the votes. In most states in our union, if you did that, you'd be running against yourself, and it would make no sense. But here you do that, and these minor parties are very valuable. They're joining us here, again, these uh, two gentlemen in studio, and and Ryan Whalen from uh, Spectrum News is... Uh, 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 joining us again. Uh, he's held over and going to help me ask some of the questions. The question, so, and we're, we're going to get into it. The question, though, b- begins with you, Jesse. Uh, you know, you're the Working Families Party. You've been with them for for a long time. Um, what uh, what chaos have you and your party wrought on New York State with this uh, Cynthia Nixon endorsement?
2: Well, I think, uh, well, first, thanks for having me, Kevin. You're welcome, I appreciate Jesse. the opportunity. And, um, I mean, I think... W- our endorsement on Saturday sort of rings that, along with the rest of the state, that there's a call for bold leadership in the state government, that uh, business as u- usual is not good enough and we need something more. And we think Cynthia and Jumaane, Cynthia Nixon and Jumaane Williams will bring that leadership to New York State.
1: That's that's set in that, that that started knocking down the dominoes. However, I mean, uh, the governor obviously didn't react well to that. A number of unions have said that they're gonna they're gonna leave the Working Families Party coalition. Uh, I've even heard uh, somewhere I saw somewhere that there's a possibility that Cuomo may start another Working Families Party and not call it the Working Families Party, you know, and bring in the unions that are leaving. You have you heard of any of this, or are well, they it, just this idle is threats? The governor's
2: or? done before, so. Um. But uh, I mean, we we recognize that our friends and allies in labor are in a tight spot, and we respect what they've done. Uh, we respect the decisions they've made in the best interests of their members. And uh, you know, we have to do what we think is best for our mission, and, well, and we 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 will advocate. Uh, we wake up every day advocating for union members and and unions and the work that they do, and we'll continue that. And we. But we need to do that for all these.
1: We'll, we'll get to Ralph Larigo in a second, but a, a follow-up question for Jesse from Ryan Whalen. I, I know
0: that I've heard uh, the Working Families Party talking about this being about uh, the party truly believing that Cynthia Nixon can win the governorship race. And, and what happens if she doesn't win that Democratic primary that, that the endorsement would be rescinded then? Um, if that's the case, is that really going to happen? You, you have a line to protect here this fall, well, don't you? She is going to win the primary, and so is
2: Jumaney. Um, I mean, if you look at the polls, she surged and moved eight points in the last month. We've got a uh, hundred and forty some odd days left, so we we feel good about our chances. Um, uh, you know, I think if in the unlikely event that Cuomo pulls it out in the primary, we will we'll we'll sit down with the state committee. We have to meet in September anyway. And figure out with her what the best now, course of now action. Now, wait a minute.
1: The primary we're talking about is a Democratic primary, correct? Yeah. And and if she does win the Democratic primary, she'd have the working families' line. What uh, what happens then, Jesse? Do you think she can win the general election?
2: Yes, uh, in a Demo- New York's very Democratic state. To Rob's chagrin. and uh, this we're looking towards a uh, you know we think a Democratic wave is coming this year. There's going to be a huge response. We're the same response we're seeing across the country is going to happen this year. And I think the fact that Cuomo is already on the independence line and the of equality line will not be a problem for us in the general. Of
1: course, this has set off a whole lot of things happening. I mean, the, the governor coming into town, the, you know, the, the seeming to throw Kathy Hochul and, and congressional candidate Nate McMurray under the bus. Uh, Conservative Chairman Ralph Larigo, you have to be uh, uh, kind of interested in this. I mean, you've got this big controversy started by a minor party. And for once, it's not your party.
3: Well, <laughs> What Cuomo has done is a run to the left. And what's now happening is um, it's, they're both accelerating to the left. So I think, and I certainly believe it's true in western New York, but I believe it's true throughout New York State, that reasonable people will not be looking to go as far to the left as either Governor Cuomo or Cynthia Nixon uh, will be expounding on in the, la- in the next several months.
1: Hmm. You know, um, if Jesse, if Cynthia Nixon, we, or, or is the Working Families Party uh, candidate, if Cuomo is wins the Democratic primary. Uh, and Cynthia Nixon stays on the ballot. Are you faced with the real prospect that uh, you might be the number three party in the state, well, which would, which would, uh, you know, come to the chagrin of Ralph Larigo sitting next to you?
2: I mean, as nice as that would be, that's not our goal. I mean, our goal is to win the primary, to help Cynthia win the primary, help Jumanee win the primary, and, um, you know, we think that uh, we will do fine in the election on our ballot line. But but the, the ballot line is not the primary importance. Thus. Passing legislation that helps New Yorkers do better is why we set up the party 20 years ago.
1: Ralph, Ralph you're, you're much more uh, familiar with the election law than, than, uh, than most of us here. Uh, this whole thing with ballot line, that's important to you because right now you're the, the third party, right? How is that determined?
3: It's determined every four years by the number of votes on your line for the gubernatorial race. So in 2010, when Carl Palladino ran, we regained the third line. The Conservative Party we started in 1962, we essentially had the third ballot position for decades. When Tom Golisano started the Independence Party and ran three times, spent $75 million, he moved that line into third position. But even though for a number of years we were in fourth position, we still were strong, especially here in Erie County. We out out outpolled the Independence Party year after year after year. And then with Palladino, again, we regained the position, and we've continued in that that position. I still think we will maintain our position as the third line. I think what you're going to see is all of these other minor lines with the run to the left, they'll split that vote to the left, and we'll still be in third position.
1: Hey, I want to I take a quick breakdown, but uh, when we come back, I want to talk with Jesse and with Ralph, and, and I'm sure Ryan will have a follow-up question or two, and I want to talk generally about this whole idea about electoral fusion uh, and why we have it and why uh, other states don't and whether it's a good idea or not. Uh, Come the bottom of the hour, I'll invite your participation uh, after the 11.30 news break. And if you want to get in line now, uh, the number to call, 803-0930, 803-0930. In the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. For the rest of the show, we have live in studio Ralph Larigo, the chair of the Erie County Conservative Party. Also, Jesse Lenny and upstate New York organizer for the Working Families Party. Joining me to help with the interrogation is Ryan Whalen of Spectrum News' capital tonight. Um, Let's, uh, gentlemen, let's talk about the general topic of fusion, the fact that at the end of the night in New York State we can combine our votes uh, on multiple party lines where in most states you cannot do this, you'd be running against yourself. Uh, This helps, of course, minor parties such as Ralph, your conservative party, and Jesse, your Working Families Party, um is is fusion a good thing? I mean I've I've heard people say that it's a it's a bad thing, it's time to end it. It just leads to all sorts of deals being cut. Um it's a, it's a bad thing. Why why is fusion, Ralph? I assume you think it's a good thing. Why is it a good thing? Well, first of all,
3: historically fusion was the way most of our states were. If you go back to the 1800s and the early 1900s, all states essentially were fusion states. It's when major parties um took pluralities in states that they tried to push fusion out. And so fusion only exists now in seven states. Um, New York's always had fusion. The Democrats tried to eliminate fusion years ago. In fact, in 1947, they tried to eliminate it. And through a lawsuit, um, the courts upheld the right for an individual to have the or for parties to have fusion voting but with fusion voting candidates with the most votes still win it's still the same theory candidates with the most votes on the line still win but fusion voting actually mobilizes voters who think that their voice will actually be heard. It improves competition. It encourages voters to vote their specific issues on those
1: minor lines. So, and, so at the end of the night, if I get so many uh, votes on the conservative line as opposed to the Republican line, I know they're there for a reason, that those are people who are wanting me to go to the right? Is that well, what you're arguing? That's exactly true, that people who – Candidates who
3: get votes on minor party lines understand what their specific constituents want. That's a direction.
1: Je- Jesse, would you concur with that? I mean, is that is that? I mean, if people vote on the working families line as opposed to the Democratic line or the Republican line for that matter, they're sending a message to the candidates. They're they're what feeling better about themselves. Yes. Look, look Look, I know. I know when I when I run, uh, if I run as a Republican, I know that there are Democrats who just cannot cannot vote for me as a Republican and I covet a a second line whether it's working families whether it's conservative whether it's independence party. Yeah, please don't hold that against yeah. us. What's that? Please don't hold that against uh, us. So, so Jesse I mean do you in general concur with Ralph that fusion voting is a good thing? Yeah I think fusion, I think fusion is a good, a good
2: thing. Fusion basically gives voters a chance to vote a second time so if, you're, if you support Pat Burke for example which I hope you do you can vote for him on the working families party line because You care about our agenda, and you can send a message to him saying that I'm with you, but I'm with you because you're thinking about these issues and you're working hard for working families in New York State.
1: Now, now, they – Minor parties stay alive, as you are constituted, every four years in the gubernatorial election when your gubernatorial candidate gets 50,000 or more votes. And then the number of votes you get determines the order in the ballot for the next four years, which leads you oftentimes to cross-endorse a Republican, like like uh, oftentimes working families, Jesse, will they did it last time. Uh, Went behind Cuomo and, and, you know, got their position on the ballot because Cuomo carried them. uh, Republicans, Ralph, will uh, will go with the, I'm sorry, conservatives will go with the Republican, cross-endorse them, and then those votes will keep you alive, get you the (laughs) 50,000-plus
3: determined ballot order. Not always true. In 1990, obviously the Republicans endorsed Pierre Rinfray. We endorsed Herb London, and we actually came and, within and, and one Republicans and a half- were sweating. I
1: remember we that. came
3: within one and a half percent to be second party yes. on the line. So that's not always Republicans true. were told
1: and, hold your nose and vote for Rinfray.
2: And I would say, like even in 2014, when we when we endorsed Cuomo, we lost a lot of support uh, because we did not endorse that for Teachout. and despite that. We we still maintained a ballot position, but we lost ballot position because I mean mm-hmm. for a number of reasons turnout was a historical low, but essentially we didn't have a very inspiring candidate on the ballot line.
0: Ryan Whalen has a question. There's a okay. scenario here this year, potentially where Jamani Williams wins the lieutenant governor race and, and Governor Cuomo wins the 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 governor race and they're saddled together on that ticket on the Democratic primary and then potentially, although you know, Jesse would have to tell us what the ends up doing, could have a Cynthia Nixon, Jumani Williams ticket on the other side. Uh, I'm just curious what that means, if that scenario played out in November. And I, I think, Ralph, you dealt with something kind of similar in 2010 with, with, with Carl and, and Lazio's uh, lieutenant well, governor candidate. In 2010, obviously, we were
3: able to get Rick Lazio off the um, conservative line and unite for Paladino, both the conservative Republican line. I actually ran in a conservative primary statewide in, in that particular year. But what would happen if, in fact, the lieutenant governor, um, if Kathy Hochul were to lose on the Democratic line, it would split votes. It would bifurcate these different votes. And Cuomo's votes that would be counted would, would be lessened by the
1: votes that got wait um, wait a minute you hold it just so our listeners are clear and 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 I'm clear we're talking about in the general election in effect two different Democratic correct. tickets Cuomo at the top of both right but a different lieutenant governor and Kathy they, Hochul in one case and someone else in another case what happens to the Cuomo votes is he running against himself
2: yes Jesse the yeah himself. they don't add together they, they don't, don't
3: add they don't together. Fuse Wow! So that really, so the setup this year, I mean, Molinaro, first of all, is an excellent, excellent candidate. He's young, he's 43, he's got a great history, he's articulate, he's passionate, he'll bring energy to the campaign. But then look at the other side. Andrew Cuomo, who is not a very well-liked individual, who doesn't come off very pleasant to most people, is now in this fight for his life on the left. So there's an excellent chance here for Molinaro. This is the rematch of George Pataki and Mario Cuomo. This is the rematch. It's set up almost Which is the same
2: exactly way. why voters should vote for Cynthia Nixon <laughs> and Giovanni Williams in the primary because we need a bold progressive
1: at the top of the ticket to help them. And that's, that's perfectly top. fine with me. <laughs> Jesse, if, if that were to happen, if you would have a scenario going into the general election with, in effect, two Democratic, or, or a Democratic ticket that's different from the working families ticket for Cuomo and the possibility of, in effect, you know, not having fusion in this case, right? Yes. Because you had a different lieutenant fuse. governor candidate on the ticket. What would? What do you think the working families would do? Would you somehow get rid of your uh, lieutenant governor candidate, or or how do you, uh, you know, speculate as to how yeah, you how that? do? You get rid of them? You don't. You don't.
2: I think, you know, where there's 140 some odd days. I have a counter on my phone, but I turned it off. You know, I think a lot can happen in 145 days. I think what we're, what our plan is right now is to sit down with both of our candidates. After the primary and assess where we're at, so that's one of the scenarios. But both, both of which candidates, a so lieutenant governor candidate, yes.
1: or, or okay, yeah,
2: but both, yeah, Jamani Williams and Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon, uh, can okay. I say that again?
1: Um, <laughs> sure, go ahead. Uh,
2: and 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 assess the situation. I mean, we in twenty years of our history, we have not, we don't, we're not a spoiler party. It's not, a, it's not our, it's not a strategy in, at all. And it's not what we do, and. uh We're certainly not going to do anything that would elect a Republican uh, that we don't support. But the
3: uh, die will be cast. That is the difference. The die will
0: be
1: cast. Let let, let me let me turn back to Ryan Whalen, who who was asking the questions. And let me ask you one more question, Ryan. Is your head exploding now?
0: My head explodes when I try to figure out how to explain this to people simply. Yeah. um, Which is why it's easier to have you guys come in and and talk about it. It's easier for
1: me because I have like a 55 minute or hour class. And you have, what, 30 seconds on the news.
0: We get two minutes
3: sometimes. What makes sense is fusion voting. This is why what you're just talking about makes sense. Fusion voting makes sense. People get to vote for the candidate they want. You add up the votes, and that candidate wins. We have fusion voting in New York, but it doesn't go as far as the situation you've just determined. So if the governor and lieutenant governor are on two different tickets with two different teams, they do not add together.
1: Let me... call this year we have to take a break uh, neil mcmanus has moved into the news pod so he'll be uh, coming in with the uh, all the news uh, in a few seconds when we come back uh, ralph lorigo from the conservative party jesse lenny from the working families party will be here ryan whalen uh, his head exploding like mine will still be here we'll begin to take your calls get in line 8030930 is the number 8030930 i'm kevin hardwick you're listening to hardline on news radio 930 wben Welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick sitting in studio with Ralph Larigo, conservative chair of the Erie County Conservative Party, uh, Jesse Lenny, who is a Working Families Party organizer in upstate New York, and also Ryan Whalen, uh, Whalen from Spectrum News Capital tonight. Um, gentlemen, before we go to the phones, and I do want to go to the phones, and there's a line empty if you want to get in. 8030930 is the number to call, 8030930. Before we do, I just want to talk about uh, bringing back local to what happened last week and just ask you guys to help me connect the dots. You have the governor coming in, uh, you know, saying uh, Kathy Hochul will be a great uh, congressional candidate. you got Nate McMurray on the sidelines, uh, who uh, the field was cleared for him by the local Democrats to run for uh Chris Collins's job, uh, kind of saying what uh, what just happened. Uh, and then on the sidelines, of course, you got Chris Collins and uh, I guess Chris Jacobs also, because Chris Collins, if I'm Chris Collins, I don't want to run against Kathy Hochul. I'd rather run against McMurray. And if I'm Chris Jacobs, I don't want, you know, I have no candidate running against me now, I don't think. I haven't heard any names. And I think the the move is they're trying to get McMurray to run against him. I mean, how do we connect the dots any way other than the dominoes are coming from this working families uh, endorsement of of, uh, of uh, Nixon? Ralph, do you, I mean, have I, am I connecting those dots correctly? I think you are. I, I, in my
3: opinion, uh, Governor Cuomo is not going to have Kathy Hochul as his lieutenant governor candidate, and I think that's a total disservice. I think that's an attack on women. It's an attack on Kathy. But that's what I think, where I think he's headed. Um, in order to make it all work, on the state level, the way things work on, on for a state candidate is there's a period of declination. We're passed through the period of declination for the congressional race.
1: Once Nate McMurray can't get off the ballot. Well, unless he's, you know, something bad really you know, under, happens to n- him. under
3: the New York State. Yeah. If you're running for New York State offices, he cannot get off the ballot unless he were to die, move out of state, or run for a higher office. Now he's a lawyer, so he could run for Supreme Court, which is considered the higher office, and that would take him off the ballot. But I've heard that the federal rules rules may be different. Um, but that's the way the state rules work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesse, do you have any light to shed on this subject?
2: I mean, I'm not an election lawyer, so I'm not sure. I mean, oh. what I would say is, you know, we, we supported Kathy when she ran for Congress before. And, um, you know, she served Western New York well when she was in Congress. And, and But we've endorsed Nate McMurray. And we, we
1: our, our members and our leaders support Nate McMurray for Congress, and we think he's going to win. Okay, uh, tell you what, guys. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, and again, if you want to get on board, there is a line open eight zero three zero nine thirty eight zero three zero nine thirty. The number to call. Uh, let's go to John in Rochester, who's been holding on forever. John, welcome back to the program. Hey, Kevin, my condolences to you and your family for the, thank, your father-in-law. Thank you, thank you. But Mike, uh, I want to make a one point to Jesse, and then a, I have a question, Jesse. Are you smoking something? How could Cuomo lose a democratic primary to Cynthia nixon? That's to me sounds insurmountable but but uh my question has to do with the issuing licenses driver's licenses to so illegal aliens if it if it does if it comes from executive order or if it comes from legislation, will Mickey Kearns block it and not honor it
2: well. Well, I'll answer the first question because I don't know what Mickey's going to do, and I'll speak for Mickey. But um, if you look at the polls, Cynthia is surging. She started out at a better place than Zephyr Teachout teach ended, and Zephyr did more, better than expected four years ago. And I, we think that there is uh, one of the big reasons we endorse <laughs> her is we think there's a there's a call for this type of progressive activist candidate, and and so we think that that Democratic primary voters who are uh, seem to be much more informed, more involved, and more progressive. Will once they get to know Cynthia and Jemani Williams, Cynthia Nixon and Jemani Williams, they will. We can win this race, and and where all things are moving in the right direction so far, and we've got a hundred and forty some odd days to do more. To
3: answer your question, though. Um, whether or not this executive order is legal, I do not think it's legal. It's clearly to me a pandering to the left to um, allow parolees to vote. Clearly, you know, Cuomo has gone out and said, well, they did their time. They're entitled to restart. Well, that's not true. From a legal point of view, they have not finished their sentence. Their sentence is a sentence of incarceration and then a sentence of parole. So they're not done. But what will happen, I and it has nothing to do with Mickey Kearns. It has to do with the Board of Elections. But I presume there will be lawsuits as to whether or not those votes will be legal. And it can be very complicated depending on when those lawsuits are heard and when they're determined.
1: Thank you. And thank you, John, for the question. Let's uh, let's take another call again. The uh, line opens up if you want to get on board. 803-0930. 803-0930. Sitting here with Ralph Larigo of the Erie County Conservative Party, <laughs> Jesse Lenny of the Working Families Party, and Ryan Whalen of Spectrum News. Uh, let's go up to Pendleton, to Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. Hey, Kevin, you need some crazy glue to stop your head from exploding? And- <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, it is, uh, this whole week has been mind-boggling. It's been dizzying.
3: Question. Yeah, here's my question. Before I do my question, let me do my lead-up to my question. Mm-hmm. They call this uh, electoral fusion. It's more like electoral corruption, if you ask me. No wonder a lot of people don't vote. Conservative Party endorsing a Democrat who openly stated he will caucus with the Democrats if he wins. Working Family Party, hey, they, these guys always endorse Democrats most of the times. So here's my question to you two gentlemen, which I think you should be hanging your heads in shame. Why don't you just shut down your party, turn the lights off, and join
1: the GOP and DNC respectively? And I'm speaking as an independent. Thank okay, you. Kevin. Kevin, thank you and for weighing I, in. I'm going to cut you that, loose, especially and
2: since we have one of the one of the few Republicans we are able to endorse right here in, at this table, <laughs> Kevin Hardwick, who we've been proud to endorse before. Um, so we we uh, try to be as we try to be bipartisan as much as we can, but uh, like politics in this country are getting very polarized, so it's very hard to do. I mean, uh, I would say that uh, you know this party was formed by folks who were frustrated with the Democratic Party twenty years ago. They felt that. We could do more work outside of the Democratic Party with our own party. Um, There was also some frustration with the AFL-CIO, which tended to support Republicans. So there was more progressive unions came together in coalition with community groups to do work outside of outside of the main the main you know the, the the two parties have a monopoly on politics in other states, but here we can form our own parties. and And I would say, like of the few people in politics, Ralph and I already have a job, so we don't we don't do politics to get ourselves jobs. All of our members are either retired or have jobs of their own, and uh, you know makes. I think it makes our job a little difficult because we're trying to get policy passed, but. Um, I think it's Jesse, sort of an unfair. Uh, Characters. Jesse
1: brings up a point that uh, when you come into my class, we talk about it a little bit. I mean, you mentioned that Ralph, uh, you and Ralph have jobs. Of course, Ralph is a, a very successful attorney locally. Everybody knows that. They probably don't know a little bit about your background. You, uh, you actually went to RIT and you're an engineer. Yeah, I was an engineer And you were trade? working for Xerox, Xerox, was it? And, Xerox, and then uh, uh, said, uh, "This isn't the life for me. I'd rather, I'd rather put two hundred thousand miles on my car and go all over. <laughs> I actually, I actually left New
2: York. Xerox and, and took a, a major pay cut. To, to work for the unions, to organize unions, to help workers form unions where they work so they can bargain contracts. And, uh, you know, like a lot of our leadership, you know, I've been working the better part of my adult life now uh, to to help workers gain power either in the workplace or electorally.
1: R- Ryan, let me, let me ask you. I mean, uh, Kevin from Pendleton says that they should uh, shut out the lights, uh, break down. Is that something you hear from a lot of people as you go around uh, western New York uh, about
0: the involvement of the minor parties? Do I hear people say that uh the minor parties shouldn't exist anymore? No, I I don't think I really hear that. I do hear some confusion about what their role is yeah. sometimes. Um, you you, you well, certainly talk to a lot of candidates who covet their endorsements. Sure, and, and I think I think you spoke to it. Uh, it. There's there's always a chance that a minor party line can swing an election, um, whether it be those Democrats that you say I, can't vote I'm not for you, you on the Republican Party. I'm not going to
1: give them time to rattle off the statistics, but Ralph uh, Larigo has them right there, and he'll tell you we've won. The Republicans it, it, have won all sorts of elections. Let me ask... I would
2: point the caller to the to the transcript of the Prococo trial. I mean, there's like... Corruption is going to be a centerpiece of both this primary and the general election, and the, what's most uh, frightening about the transcript of the Prococo trial is all the stuff that happens legally. And it's not the three bribery counts that he was in, he was convicted of. Good, and I, that's I, the corruption that we need to look, deal with. That, that's
1: an excellent point, Ralph. Ralph, before you begin, uh, Kevin from Pendleton brought up the fact that you your party has endorsed Eric Bowen, who is a Democrat running as a Republican. And that that somehow is a little bit shady. Your your response, and he said he would. He said on this program that he would conference. He would caucus, in effect, with the Democrats if he's elected as a Republican.
3: Look, it's the total opposite. We believe in, that Eric Bowen is the better candidate. He's an independent candidate. He his fundamental beliefs, I think, uh, more equate to his district, to Erie County, but specifically to his district. Um, fusion voting gives an individual more say in his government. The two-party system that's morphed the way it has, <clears throat> we put out a platform every single year the Conservative Party. We put out a platform and tell people where we stand. We stand for values and people don't understand those values when they look at the two major parties often.
1: But you know if you vote on the minor party lines, you're voting for your specific values. That's going to have to be the last word in this segment because we're late for a break. When we come back, we'll have one more segment this morning. Uh, we'll try to squeeze in another call or two. If you want to get in line, 803-0930 is the number, 803-0930. In the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline for this uh, final segment. Uh, joining me in studio, holding over in studio, Ralph Larigo from the Erie County Conservatives, Jesse Lenny from the Working Family Party, and from Spectrum News, Ryan Whalen. Uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let's go back to the phones, try to squeeze in another call here. Let's go to Frank in Williamsville. Frank, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding.
4: Thank you. i got to say, up front, I'm, I'm endorsing Kevin from Pendleton.
1: Kevin right. from Pendleton, okay.
4: Just a minute ago, you, when I was on hold, you said let's get let's make this clear for the voters. And I got to tell you, this can't be farther from clear for the voters than than than, than I don't know what. But I got to say, we have so much government. But I got to ask you this because when a, a cynical listener like myself is listening, and I'm here, it sounds like all the machinations of like Boss tweet in the back room. And let me ask you a question for, to to, for, for, to exp, express what my, my view here is. This for your panel. What does it matter what the the place a person's name is on the ballot? With what do you think the voters can't read and pick out a name on a ballot? Why why is there such a fight over the ballot? Well,
1: well, let me let me take this one, Frank, and and I'll hold you over in case you wanna you wanna come back. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you if you're if if you're running if you're voting for president of the United States, if you're voting for governor of the state of New York. I mean, you know who the candidates are, and you know it really doesn't matter what the party is because you under you understand who they are and 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 what they stand for but if you're running for you know you know third ward council member in the city of Tanawanda or you're running for dog catcher uh, you know, and you're voting for these people. Most people don't know who these candidates are, and they a lot of people will just vote for the party. They'll say, well, I'm a Democrat, so I'll vote for the Democrat, thinking they're like me, or I'm a Republican, I'm a Republican. I'm conservative, so I'll vote for the conservative guy. I'm a working guy, I'll vote for the working family. I mean, that's that, that, that's where it is. Again, president, you'll, you'll you'll know who the candidates are, and you'll know all about them, and you'll know who you like. But when you get way down the ballot... Um you have no idea. I mean does that Frank does that make make any sense?
4: Goes to my point that there's just way too much government. I mean the national congress we got the state, we got the the county, we got the local. I mean it's just if 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 a pipe breaks in my backyard who do I call, right? I mean it's, Yeah. It's just there's so much government it's
1: so hard to now, 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 that's a good point, because there's a lot of overlapping government, and maybe we have too many levels of government in New York State. I, I understand. L- listen, uh, uh, Frank, I do appreciate the question and the comment. I'm going to uh, 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 cut you loose yep. now and let our guests uh, weigh
2: in. Kevin, that's that's essentially why we don't we don't make every decision based on ballot position, because our voters voters are smart. They're going to vote for the candidate they care about the most. In the local elections, I think people vote for who they know and they trust. Um, and then they, if they know anything about us, if they know what our agenda is, and they agree with us, they look for us well, on the ballot. Um, so I mean, it would be nice, to be better to be row C than row E, I guess. Yeah. It's higher in upstate; it's higher, but in New York City, it's well, it's on the It's like well, all over the place. Well, so, well,
1: you know what you so say that, about about your agenda? I mean, Ralph talked earlier before the break about his platform that comes out every year, and and you know, again. Uh, most people, well, you and I know who these candidates are. We know who the state assembly candidates are. We know who the state senate and the councilman candidates and all this. But most people have lives. They're not like us. And they're not going to know who, they're, who, who may be running for county legislator from their district or council or whatever. And they will choose because of the party. And that's where the sort of platform, Ralph, you talked about earlier – does come in handy to the voters, does it? It absolutely does. The problem, in in my view, the problem is
3: we have no rules in terms of uh, elections, in terms of what can be said in the election cycle. So the kind of mailers that go out are terrible, and they push people away from politics. Everybody believes politics is terrible because everybody's so critical when they're running for election. But you can believe, or most people will have a better belief in the line than they might in those mailers that continuously come into the mail, and it's clear in the bowen Burke race um it's it's clear to me that the choices, the, the mailers are confusing. W- what you need to see is you want someone who's going to represent that district, who's truthful, who tells you what they are. Um, I think Bowen is that candidate in this particular race. I've,
1: to, I've, to be fair, the mailers from both sides are negative, are they not? I mean, you, I, I'm not in that district. I, I haven't seen them, but well, I'm I, assuming, I I'm assuming to, that if they're like most elections, I, both I, sides try to try to – you know, I mean, I look, paint the I, other as, I live as the, in the most district, terrible person ever.
3: I live in the district, and the one mailer that is so terrible is you put a picture of Carl Palladino on the front and you mm-hmm. criticize Bowen because of some, somebody else. That is just totally wrong as far as I'm concerned. So what lines do is they give people a better foundation mm-hmm. in terms of who they vote for, what
1: their values are. I I got to believe Frank, the questioner, isn't going to be convinced by that answer. But let let me, Jesse, and then Ryan has a question. Say along those
2: lines. I mean, look, if your candidate is on our line, you can use our line to send that candidate a message. But I will say that, you know, we have, especially here in Western Europe, we have a great group of grassroots activists who aren't looking for a job, aren't looking for contracts, aren't looking to make money off politics. Who sit down and assess the candidates as best they can. Uh, They're not lawyers. They're not. They're not doctors. You know, some. Well, maybe some of them are. Actually, some of them are doctors. but uh i think we may actually have one lawyer but most of them are not um so they they do the best they can they look at questionnaires they interview the candidates and so if if you really don't know anything about the candidate you can trust and you believe in our agenda you can trust that we made the best decision we can I, none of you know none of our members agree with every endorsement some of them quit over endorsements uh, we you know we've done like 12,000 of them since we started um but we do the best we can and so the party line is exactly what Ralph said where if you if you you know you can trust at least someone looked at these candidates and said in our opinion, this is the best of the two choices.
1: Couple Fortune minutes choice. left in the program, the last question of the day goes to Ryan Whalum of uh, Capital Tonight, Spectrum News.
0: Just circling it all back, uh, New York 27 and fusion voting, the, the, the kind of lost story last week with the, the these Green Party t- uh, petitions that got circulated um, out there by known Republican operatives, nobody's taking credit for it, but... Um, in the Congressional race. but the, In the Congressional race. And the Green Party said, the Erie County Green Party said, this is not our candidate. But because they do not endorse candidates from other parties, only their own, they, they get in kind of a tricky situation. I'm just curious uh, what Sorry. the two of you made of all that. Let me just jump,
2: uh, jump in, because I've actually looked at this. There are dozens of Republicans running on the Green Line all across New York State. The line is empty. Anybody can run. Anybody can. Anybody's son. Anybody's any operative who works for any particular party can cha- enroll in whatever party they want and run. So, in, it's not just fake Green Party members who are working on behalf of the Republican to spoil the election. It's also just Republicans who are running on. Well, is this not a bad party part line. of fusion? I mean, if you, if, you, if, you don't, <laughs> if you don't actually do fusion, then, yeah, if you're not you – Well, Ralph, right, right, we got, got about 20 seconds. About. All right. This
1: is
3: the party not doing anything. We have an executive board, the Conservative Party in Erie County of 35 people. We sit once a month. We have um, 13,000 enrolled conservatives. We interview and endorse candidates. That's the job of a party leader, and the Green Party did not do that in this particular
1: case. We do it in every case. Well, that's going to have to be the last word today. Uh, and I want to thank my guests, uh, Jesse Lenny, uh, Ralph Larigo, and uh, Ryan Whalen. Um I also want to note that uh, that uh, Jesse uh, mentioned Norwich, New York earlier. No, uh, he hails from Norwich, New York, graduated from the same high school as my wife, and I've given him a gift from uh, Norwich in the, uh, in the break. Uh, I do want to thank, again, I do want to thank all my guests. I want to thank... Uh, Uh, producer Joe Beamer, who one of our uh, um, listeners thinks sounds like a younger me. I'm not sure how to take that. I'll assess it. Uh, Thank Tim Wenger uh, for letting me do this. And of course, thank you, the listeners. Uh, I'll be back here next week. Uh, In the meantime, this has been Hardline on News Radio 930
0: WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours